Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Zero's Journey. This is a serious attempt to create a canon-worthy work of original fiction from scratch. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Mike Magyar. And, oh boy, we have reached the end of um, our pilot season here. <laughs> so this is episode four of the Game of Thrones history slash Song of Ice and Fire history. And uh, episode seven overall. And this one's going to be a little bit long because I got to wrap shit up here, but mm -hmm. I, I can't skip any details. I don't want to disappoint fans of Game of Thrones and Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. So um, I'm going to make it a little bit longer. Great. <laughs> because uh, at this point, I just realized that, you know, I really, with the amount of research that I, I did um, and, and the number of resources that I used to develop this timeline... I really just owe some shout outs to um, those resources, uh, which I'm going to do now right here at the top of the episode. So um, in terms of the web, if you're interested in, in um, you know, looking at the same things that I looked at to uh, develop this timeline, the Game of Thrones wiki on fandom.com is really great. Um, that has a really comprehensive um, timeline and links in everything. Uh, there's also a wiki of ice and fire. Um, which is a little bit more of an indie uh, database database of the, of the same sort. Um, podcasts, there's a really great podcast called History of Westeros, which I listened to a good dozen episodes, um, a lot of which I use for research for this. Um, and then some I just kept listening to for fun because I, I got hooked. Uh, there's another podcast called Radio Westeros. And I listened to a few of their episodes, in particular one for this episode of our podcast um, about Robert Baratheon. They have an episode about the uh, Robert's Rebellion, um, the Demon of the Trident, as Robert is known. And it's like a two and a half hour long episode detailing Robert's Rebellion. And I listened to it like three times just to wrap my head around all the uh, events so I could understand it enough to condense it down, <laughs> uh, but still do it justice. Um, and then a few YouTube resources. Uh, there's Rawrist, Civilization X, Alt Shift X, and Game of Thrones lore are the YouTube channels that I were my go-tos um, for just like digestible, more bite-sized um, pieces of, of uh, overviews on different topics. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. Um, we will link and give credit uh, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, This is our first podcast attempt, so... Yeah. Uh, we don't really know how that works, but I'll, we'll figure out a way to do we'll it. We'll put it in the episode description. Mike, Michael did. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Okay. So, Mike, are you ready to crack into uh, the final episode of Game of Thrones history? Yeah. I'm super, super excited. Okay. I want to see how my life in Dorne turns out. Yeah, me too. That's that's really what I, I think we've all invested in right now is like what your um, your avatar in Dorne is, is doing. Yeah. What are you up to? Yeah. So let me start with a recap. In our last Game of Thrones history episode, we followed the Targaryen power trio through their conquest of the seven former kingdoms and met the leaders who would do battle or kneel. We learned how it became nine kingdoms and met the new Lords Paramount. Then we detailed a dynasty of 17 Targaryen kings. While in Mike's last episode, we pretty much scrapped everything, jumbled together a new landscape using a George R.R. R. Martin template, 
and Mike managed to finish the episode without introducing even one character with a name. I feel like you're using a lot of negative adjectives <laughs> uh, and words specifically designed to tear my piece apart. Uh, and I I feel like it, it's, it's not... I, I did... I stand by it. I think they're both impressive for different reasons is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do here, Mike, in order to uh, get to the beginning of the end. Uh-huh. We got to zoom in on our guy, King Ares II, so we can really feel the tensions building from its greatest source. Uh, this is the 17th and final king in the Targaryen dynasty who became infamously known as the Mad King. Yeah. So his reign on the timeline goes from 262 AC to 283 AC. Okay. And and uh, just just so that I, I have my frame of reference right, uh, he is like in the middle of the chaos that was sowed a couple of kings back, right? Where, uh, oh, I don't remember his name, but he basically legitimized all of his bastards on oh. his deathbed. This is like like the culmination of that chaos. Actually, the, the king right before Ares II um, put a stop to the bastard rebellions. Oh, um, okay. And he fought in that war. Okay. Uh, the Mad King fought in that war. Got it. So and, and so actually, right at the tail end there of that whole saga... You know, that's a time when Ares, in his younger days, is a normal, promising young dude, and um, not mad, not mad. So okay. he's infamous for being mad, and, and, we're, and the, one of the first things we're going to examine is is just like some of the explanation for that madness. There have been some attempts made to understand uh, what drove King Ares to madness. All right. So you, you remember the king who blew himself up trying to hatch dragons? That was Aegon the Fifth. Yeah. That same event was during a celebration of Ares' firstborn son, Rhaegar. Uh -huh. A bunch of Ares' family and friends died a horrible death engulfed in flames during the birth of his son. A joyous occasion became a devastating tragedy known as the Tragedy of Summerhall. Yeah, okay, just because so, the one guy tried to hatch an egg. Yeah, he's like, I know how to do it, wildfire. And then, boy, it back. Yeah. Fired. Oh. <laughs> yep. You're welcome. Um, Turn that egg into a grenade. Mm -hmm. After the successful birth of his first son and the incidental Killjoy Inferno, uh, Ares and his wife, sister, suffered a series of like 10 failed pregnancies with a mix of miscarriages, stillborns, and infants who died soon after birth. You got jokes? No. Okay. Seems straightforward. At one point, there's this guy, Dennis who refuses to pay taxes. Uh-huh. And King Ares rolls out with a handful of king's guards to Dennis's house to lay the smackdown. Mm -hmm. But instead, Ares was captured and taken prisoner by Dennis. By this guy Dennis. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and it would be a few months before he was saved. Okay. Dennis is serious business. I think you know His name betrays him. It's spelled with a y. D E N Y S. <laughs> that Okay. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's it sounds a little contemporary or modern. That nice. I think it's still Dennis, though. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, all right, so getting captured, among other things, probably made him pretty paranoid, and he also is jealous of the people around him for being more competent, strong, and stately, which is understandable because I mean, he got himself captured. Yeah, but also he's inbred. So he's never going to be as strong as someone that's not. Are, are, you a, are you a genetics professional? I mean, I know enough 
I'm not. No, I'm not. Mm. Targaryens are different. They got magic in their genes. Okay. It's the inbreeding that keeps them strong. Like they don't they don't drink a glass of milk every day. They have sex with their siblings every day right, yeah. for strength. Yep. Um okay, so that's the overture. Vitamin D. Yeah. So we have our overture of um some elements that played into Ares becoming mad. Now we gotta take a look at Ares' closest relationships and the way in which he slowly but severely destroys them. Mm-hmm. Ares' longest-term friendship was with Tywin Lannister of House Lannister. Yeah. Once he became king, the first thing Ares did was appoint Tywin as Hand of the King, which is like being the best man of the king and the realm. And Tywin did such a good job in this very important role, and rumors spread that Tywin was actually the one running the kingdom. In Ares' jealousy, he would frequently find ways to publicly insult and humiliate Tywin. His friend. His longest his friend. His best friend. Mm-hmm. Longest-term friend. He's uh, finding ways to pull his pants down in front of the realm. Solid. Ares doubles, even triples, port taxes. Port? Port. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and this pisses off the sea merchants. Mm-hmm. And when the merchants come to King's Landing to complain, Ares blames Tywin... And then reduces the port fees. So Ares looks like a hero and Tywin looks like an asshole. Okay. I can see some similarities to our current government. <laughs> I um, get it. What would you do in that situation? If I was Tywin, mm-hmm. I would put out a, I don't know, newsletter saying he's wrong. Send a newsletter just, to the sea merchants? Yeah. Just to everybody and be like, hey, uh, why don't you... Just come do business with me. Because, uh, you know, Lannisters always repay their debts. Pay their debts. Pay it. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, and then just, just side skirt. Yeah, and then the if king. I'm Aries, I'm like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. shut up, Tywin. <laughs> and he wins because he's the king. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, okay, so Tywin was married to a woman, Joanna. Years before Tywin and Joanna were married, Aries had slept with Joanna. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drama again in, in the court. Uh, Tywin didn't know this until Ares made this creepy comment that it would be it was going to be too bad Joanna wouldn't be a virgin for Tywin's wedding night. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure this is like on their wedding night, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Leans over. Wait, how did you how do you know me? No, no. Oh. That, that's me, Ty, that's oh. me being Tywin. Oh, like, do it again. How did you know? I slept with her. <laughs> Oh, is that oh. what you're doing? <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's that was me as Aries. Yeah. How, how was my acting? It was great. Um, so, uh, okay, here's another one. Tywin offered his daughter, Cersei, to marry Aries' son, Prince Rhaegar. But Aries says, uh, Tywin, you know, you're just hand of the king. And um, it's like a servant to the realm. And she's not immediate family. Yeah, and also she's uh, looking a little less attractive in her bloodline. Um, but so, so, so in the offer, Tywin says, uh, I don't think so, because uh, as Hand of the King, that really makes you a servant to the realm, and a prince shouldn't marry a servant's daughter. Mm. It's me calling you a servant. Yeah. And saying that your, your, your daughter is a servant's daughter. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you're, you're like, Tywin. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you're, you're my dick manager. <laughs> I am, yeah. yeah, you're just like, and I'm working for you, and I'm cashing the checks, but like, we're not friends anymore. 
yeah, so so it's a it's a lot of uh, dead panning. Yeah, when you hear this kind of shit. Um, Ares also named Tywin's eldest son to the Kingsguard. That would be Jamie Lannister. Uh-huh. And uh, the Kingsguard is a sort of secret service style group of knights that vow to protect the king and incidentally vow not to marry or have children. So this leaves Tywin and the Lannister family without a strong male heir. Sure. Because Tywin's only other son is Tyrion. 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 Yeah. Tyrion. Tyrion. It's hard to look at these names and not pronounce them the way that they... Uh, oh, I watched the show with subtitles. Well, I know who Tyrion is, but even even though... even I mean, I, just, I literally just got done watching an episode of Game of Thrones <laughs> before you got here. Uh... And I still look at this name and I'm like, Tyrion, that's how that should be said. Um, Wait, how, uh, how old are they? How old is Jamie in this? Do you know? Uh, Jamie's probably like a teenager. Okay, in the King's Guard. All right. Yeah. Um, so Tyrion is the only other option. And uh, of course, uh, Tyrion is, is a dwarf. Uh, Tywin hates him. Um, convinced he's a bastard. And, and even if he's not, still hates him regardless. Yeah. It's kind of a shitty father move there. Yeah. Tywin. Yeah. It's look at you, Mike. Yeah. You're Tywin. Well, uh, uh, you got to keep appearances. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to have standards. You got to have standards. You're, I think you're projecting because our relationship is so bad. I'm Aries. Yeah. Just saying. Maybe we should hash it out. Do you want me you to take him out? Do you want me to take him out to the woods and just leave him there? No. No. How? Well, you could do that. I mean, it, it, I don't want to. I mean, it's good the, with words. If you want to take him to the woods, I'll, I'll, I mean, that might bring us closer together if we kind of like have a death, a pact to keep it a secret, you know, to the grave. Okay. Well, can Cersei marry Rhaegar? No, you're a servant. Okay. Then I'm not going to take She's him to the woods. She's a servant's daughter. Do you not understand? Prince? No, then I'm not going to take, unless you order me to take him to the woods, I'm not going to take him to the woods. I have other things to do. All right. Go bang your sister. Speaking of, Rayella Targaryen. Rhaella was Ares' sister and only sibling. Aegon V, the king that blew himself up, was generally against incest. How about that? And he was trying to break the habit in the family, but a magical fortune teller foresaw that the long-prophesied prince that was promised would come from Ares and Rhaella's bloodline. So <laughs> they were forced to be married, even though they kind of hated each other. Oh, man, that sucks. What, you don't believe in prophecy? No, I do. I just feel like the more useful prophecy would be like, hey, don't try to hatch that egg. That would be a little, yeah, I, I feel like that's, people aren't interested in like the, <laughs> the, the next thing on their day-to-day -day stuff when they, when they have a prophet. If you have a seer, you're not like, what's coming down the pike tomorrow? You're like, well, death is pretty big. That's true. Fair enough. Fair point. <laughs> Could have used a heads up on that. Um <laughs> So their first child, uh, Rayella and Ares, is Rhaegar, the kid that's born during the explosion of Summer Hall. Mm -hmm. They would eventually have a second son, Viserys, mm -hmm. and a daughter, daughter, Daenerys. Yeah. But during the 17 years between the birth of Rhaegar and Viserys is when Ares and uh, Rhaella had their streak of failed pregnancies. It's devastating for both of them as individuals and as a couple. And these two didn't even like each other in the first place. Sure. Not a good relationship. Not a good relationship, no. What are you doing, man? I'm turning the page. No, no. I forgot you, I had a paperclip on it. What are you and er as Eris doing? Oh, wait. Who are you now? Uh, are you I'm, Mike still? Yeah, I'm, I'm me. 
Okay. I'm just me walking in being like, dude, what are you doing? Am I Aries? Yes. Oh, uh, I'm having sex with my sister. Oh, cool. Why? <laughs> oh, it, it, this could wait. <laughs> yeah, Finish off. Give me a minute. Okay, moving on. Um, so, okay. So, after one infant death, Aries pinned the blame on the wet nurse, and he has her beheaded. Oh, wow. Then he realized that it wasn't the wet nurse's fault. That was crazy to blame her. Oh, it's late. Instead, he convinced himself it was actually his mistress who had the baby poisoned out of jealousy. So he not only had his mistress killed, mm -hmm. he also had her entire family tortured and executed. Wow. Okay. Fair. Not fair. Ask me what I'm doing. What are you doing? I'm, I'm beheading the wet nurse. Okay, this can wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when they finally had their second son, Viserys... 17 years later. 17 years after yeah. after Rhaegar, yeah. yeah. King Ares had the baby surrounded by guards at all times, and all gifts for the child were piled up and burned. Okay. That's a waste. I think it, it, it is a waste. return to sender is, what I, is my... Yeah, return to sender, but also it's kind of weird to me that, uh, that there was like a lot of miscarriages and stillborns, right? So mm -hmm. like the baby's out and alive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, cool. Like he's fine. Oh now. yeah, but he's worried that that like somebody's gonna come after it or something will happen. You know. Oh, they, he thinks that someone poisoned the babies in utero previously. There's some that die in the pregnancy, mm. and there's some that die shortly after birth. Got it. Okay. Uh, that don't make it well, long after being right. born. So he, so he's, he's, he's. Uh, but also, it's like the gifts. I would set them aside. It'd be like, wh why don't we, why don't we start a fund or like a, a sort of cachet of presents? Yeah. And you can open it when you're ten years old yeah kind of like a like a poisonous uh college account uh yeah or like a trust yeah like yeah. a russian like a roulette trust. of a college fund trust yeah yeah all right so uh aries and rayella didn't get along to begin with and by the end there was nothing but fear violence and hatred between them sure rhaegar had a lot to live up to considering he was born during the same event that killed a good chunk of his family. And people must have been like, this baby had better be worth it. Again, not his fault. True. But, I mean, like, this is, this is a world where people are, like, uh, looking, at, looking for signs. And they're like, this baby was born on a day when everyone else was killed. At the same event. It's not yeah. like it was a coincidence. Not his fault, but, like, he better be worth it. Okay. And remember, Ares and Rayella got pushed together because... The prince that was promised is supposed to come from their bloodline. So this firstborn son is like you. I you had better be this promised prince. Okay, I Pre get it. Pressure is what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you get that from your family? No, I don't think there was any kind of fortune or premonition that like predated me. Nothing. No, I don't think so. No, like the one kind of thing. No, I mean I was born like six months before communism fell, but I don't think that, that was related. I think it was coincidental. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. You're always talking about chaos theory. Yeah. You don't think your birth had anything to do with the fall of communism? No. I like communism. Wait, are you Tywin? Huh? I thought you were Tywin this whole time. Oh, okay. Damn. What are you doing? <laughs> me? I, I'm I, I'm Rhaegar. Ask me a question. What are you doing? Oh, I uh, am uh, playing the harp. Oh, okay. This can wait. He plays the harp. Oh, does he? Yeah, it would have been more of a callback if I introduced that first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right. So fortunately for Rhaegar, he was the whole package. Unfortunately, Rhaegar's strength, good looks, and artistic side all fueled Ares' jealousy and paranoia. Art, that's the artistic side. Is he played a harp. Yeah, that's, that's how he uh, de-stressed. Yes. Ares suspected Rhaegar of plotting to usurp the throne, and it's actually pretty possible that Rhaegar was thinking of ways to put an end to his father's reign, especially as Ares' madness grew worse. But even if Rhaegar wasn't plotting, Ares still probably felt these wishes from the public. For instance, when Ares was imprisoned by that guy, Dennis, you remember our guy, Dennis? Mm-hmm. Dennis threatened to kill the hostage king if Tywin attempted an attack or a rescue. In secret, people were kind of on board for Ares being killed in captivity, leaving the super desirable Rhaegar to take the throne. Yeah. Even the Splinter Cell crew that snuck in and saved Ares from imprisonment would eventually regret that they succeeded. Oh, man. Yeah. I could see a lot of paranoia and fear developing inside of you. I'm Ares. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I was in prison for a while, and yeah, uh, I could hear the chanting and cheering that Rhaegar was still a viable option while I'm sitting here wondering if I'm going to survive my imprisonment. Yeah, why don't you just do everybody a favor and just just walk into the sea? Walk into the sea? Yeah, just put some rocks in your pocket. I don't know how to swim. That would make me super heavy. Yeah. Just walk right in there. Give the people what they want. What? Where am I going to go in the sea? Just out. It, when it gets too deep, it'll go above my head. Yeah, and then keep going a couple more feet. Well, a couple more feet? With the, still with rocks in my pocket? Listen, it's what the people want. I'm just a hand of the king. I'm like a messenger. You told me I'm a servant. People want you to walk into the sea. Tywin, I'm not going to be able to breathe out there. But you don't know. You might. All right, I'm going to go find out. All right. Being imprisoned might have been the thing that made Ares snap. Once he was saved and set free, his captor begged for mercy. Dennis, right? But Ares was like, nah-uh, and beheaded him. Took his head off. Which, fair enough, right? I mean, yeah, like, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't capture a king yeah. and expect to get away with it. I'm disappointed in Dennis. I really thought, I thought he was getting smarter than that. I mean, he's got to learn to pick his battles, too. The, I mean, this wasn't even, like, the worst of Ares' reign, and he's just complaining about taxes. That's what this whole thing is about. He captures a king because he doesn't want to pay his taxes. Yeah, but he also could have just given the people what they wanted, and he would have been left alone and kept his head attached to his body. Dennis? Yeah. You think if Dennis just killed the king that people would have been like, woo, we have Rhaegar, and then just like went home and forgot about Dennis? Yeah, they maybe would have like slapped him on the wrist or something. So you're Tywin, okay? Yeah. I'm going to be Dennis. Yeah. Tywin. Yeah. uh, Ares is dead. I killed him. Yeah. Took his head off. I heard what you guys are saying out here about Rhaegar, and I frankly agree. Honestly, just just go, uh, just take a trip. Just go take a trip. Be back in six months. People have moved on. Yeah. Where am I going to go? I don't know. This is my home. Yeah. Well, you'll come back. Just just go take a trip. Can I sublet my apartment? (sighs) Yeah. Fine. Am I going to be able to do it furnished? Because I don't want to take my stuff with me. And I also don't want. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just like put it all away in an extra room and lock it. Okay. What do we want to do with Aries' body? Can I keep that in there? Uh, No, I want it. I'll take it. Oh, for what? (laughs) Oh, don't worry about it. No. I'm getting into don't ventriloquy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Thank God. Oh, you can make a puppet out of him. That's <laughs> As long as that's all you're doing. Um, and then I'm going to fuck the puppet. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
All right. <laughs> Back on track here. So yeah. so we got Dennis um, and Ares, Ares kills him. He beheads him for, for capturing him in the first place. But then he had Dennis's whole family tortured too. There was also a second family, a family that was in cahoots with Dennis, who Ares also had tortured. And then he burned both families alive to death. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's what do you think? Is it fair still? I mean, yeah, I it's not fair, but like what else is he gonna do? I right? think I think he's got he just, a complex that he's gotta he's gotta solve. Oh, he's got an itch that he's gotta yeah. scratch. That's yeah. what you're saying. So you're like, okay, not you're you're so you're taking a lot of blame off of these people. Not Rhaegar's fault that uh Summerhall happened. The prof prophet should have warned Aegon the fifth yeah. about blowing himself up. Yeah. Ares just has a uh, madness that he's got to scratch and might yeah. as well get it out in healthy ways. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm just I'm just taking taking stock of the the you know the mitigating circumstances. He's okay. like what seventeenth or eighteenth in a line of of like heavy inbreeding. Seventeenth, yeah. So mm-hmm. he he's not thinking clearly. I can see that you're a sympathetic person to, to a it. very cruel man. That's me, and you claim that you. Put an end to communism. <laughs> King Ares was so shook up after being captured that he didn't leave his house for four years. To be fair, his house was a castle. Yeah. It's pretty big. I, yeah. You know, he's got lots of room to move. Yeah. He also developed a fear of blades, in part because he kept cutting himself on the blades of the Iron Throne, which had apparently not been upholstered. Well, why is he Why is he touching the, the backrest? <laughs> You're going to sit in a chair and not lean back? It's a throne. You got to sit there and listen to people's complaints all day. Yeah, you you can lean back, but like you don't have to brush your hand against the top of the. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm ex- I'm assuming the blades are just pointed upward. Yeah, he's not petting it. <laughs> well, then how's he cutting himself? He's just clumsy. Yeah, he's probably. I mean, he's, he's look. You got your right now. You have your elbow on the table, right? So it, there's probably an armrest with a sword poking out of it. And he well, probably, then that's just the shitty design. If they're making the swords just stick right up to the armrest, so the get fir- a new throne. The first thing. Wait a minute. <laughs> You, the first thing that you chose to blame Ares on his own uh, free will for is th- this uh, cutting himself on the throne issue. Yeah. That's that's the one thing that you're like, well, you know, he has command over his own choices. He could be sitting on the edge of his seat rather than leaning back or putting his arm on the armrest. Yeah. I don't. I'm just saying, okay, I see why he had to kill Dennis. He captured him. I see why he had to uh, burn his families, both of them alive. He had to make an example out of it. Um, I don't see why he keeps having to sit in a chair that's that's hurting him. You know what? I agree. I, I think I think I think that he's king. It's a very small thing to just like just put put some a, yeah. Just get a new chair. Yeah, put some polyester over it. Yeah, or get a new chair. <laughs> put some polyester. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put it. Put a what just do you call it? A couch cover on it. Yeah. So after his release from the hostage situation, he wouldn't even let his hair or nails be cut, and he grew both out, (laughs) unmanaged for six years. Jesus. Mm. Ares also became so paranoid about plots against him that he hired a super spy from the free cities of Essos. The spy was... Uh, Varys? It was Varys. Oh, wow. I thought you were a joke. I thought you were going to say James Bond or some shit. (laughs) Yeah, it was Varys. Wow. The, okay. ma- the master of whispers, a.k.a. the spider. Damn. Varys's job was to report rumors, gossip, and suspicious activity to the king. Not surprisingly, this only created a vicious cycle of paranoia. Sure. Ares became famously obsessed with fire, 
specifically wildfire, which is like medieval napalm. He hired a staff of pyromancers, and anytime someone was to be executed, which was a lot, mm-hmm. they would be torched in wildfire as opposed to the usual beheading. Eventually, Ares had more wildfire than he knew what to do with, and he started stashing it in barrels beneath the city in case he or any of his successors decided to blow up the neighborhood. Yeah. Another part of Ares' paranoia was a fear of being poisoned. He generally ate and drank less and became feeble-bodied and gaunt. See, that I don't understand. Again, just... I mean... They do have... Um, oh, I get his fear of being poisoned, but yeah. like less, just eat the normal amount. A little less poison is the same as more poison. He just didn't trust anything. I get it. And, and w- Just have Tywin chew it. I before. think that, yeah, well, they do have uh, uh, food tasters. Yeah. Probably not the hand of the king, but they, you know, they like the court jester will like eat some of your <laughs> mashed potatoes or whatever. <laughs> and if he stands for five minutes, then you're fine. Yeah. But then there's also some poisons that are like late in acting and... Yeah, like hemlock. Hemlock? Mm-hmm. Are you going to poison me? No. <laughs> Take a sip of your coffee. <laughs> what is hemlock? Uh, it's a plant. It's a, it's a, it was a common poison used in uh, Europe. When you're aware of this, why? Uh, because I'm reading a book right now called Sapiens. Oh. Uh, and that was like one of the earliest poisons. And apparently also a modern form of hemlock is in modern uh, energy drinks. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So a little bit of it is good. I guess. Wow, that really just blew my theory apart, didn't it? Is what? Of him oh, eating less. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. You can have an energy drinks amount of poison, but not a full meal. Yeah. And now it's time to zoom out so we can get a view of the realm reaching its breaking point with their tolerance of the Mad King. The first step will be to examine what I like to call Rhaegar's big faux pas. Okay. So... First time that Ares shows himself to the public in years is at this fun tournament. And the whole realm gets to see the gross hair and nails, sickly mad King Ares in the flesh. And people are like, oh. Meanwhile, <laughs> sex pot Rhaegar uh-huh. is looking studly as ever. Yeah. And I mean, he just had to like be normal and he it, would yeah. look better. Yeah. If we're just going yeah. relative uh, by comparison, yeah. Doesn't take much, but he is, he, I mean, he is, a, he is especially by any standards, uh, a stud, a studly dude. Um, and he also wins this tournament like mm-hmm. a bona fide golden boy. Now, let me explain something to you here, Mike. Yeah. And this is just a great example of George R.R. R. Martin Ugh. developing unique customs and Things that, that the culture of his world can value and mm-hmm. uh, carry meaning. Mm-hmm. And, and we are going to see a, a really crucial example of that here. Mm-hmm. So when someone wins a tournament in this world, instead of a trophy, they win a crown. And you're supposed to take the crown and present it to the most beautiful woman in attendance. Mm-hmm. Rhaegar wins. Mm-hmm. And he presents the crown to one Lyanna Stark. Mm-hmm. This is a faux pas, Mike. Mm-hmm. For a few reasons. Actually, two reasons. One... They're not related. (laughs) Again, yeah. You're barking up the wrong tree, Rhaegar. Go get a sister. One, Rhaegar was married to the Dornish princess Elia Martell. And they had a couple kids beyond that. Oh, by this point already he's married? He's already married. Oh. And I believe at this point they already have a couple kids. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. Um, 
two, Liana was engaged to Robert Baratheon. So this is a very public and upsetting way for Rhaegar to declare, hey, me and this one are secret lovers, so come at me. Yeah, it's not secret anymore. Right, and lots of people are made uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable? Am I just watching? Yeah. Who, Who am I? Uh, yeah, you just, you're a spectator. You're just you're just like, oh, I'm not uncomfortable. I'm enthralled, man. This is this is like this is this is game. This is Game of Thrones reality TV. Yeah, but you're in the world. You're like at yeah, the but I's. I'm watching it. I'm, oh, you're Dornish. No, what's, your, what's your Dornish name? Can we call you Michael with like M.Y.K.E.L.? <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Like Mads Mikkelsen's last name, uh, just like with a Y. Yeah. My, yeah. Mikkel. But you want to be Michael or Mikkel? I'll be Mikkel. Mikkel. Yeah. Okay. So Mikkel, uh-huh. you're you're in Dorne, mm-hmm. and Elia Martell is a Dornish princess. Mm-hmm. That's the wife of um, Prince Rhaegar. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm I'm somewhere kind of like low on the totem pole in the mm-hmm. Dornish society. So like I don't really care what the oh. people at the top are doing. So it's I, like me watching the Kardashians now. Like I don't really, for, I I don't really do it. But also like what they do is of no consequence to me. It's just like a, it's like watching a car crash. So when you you're in the stands mm-hmm. and Rhaegar tosses this crown yeah, to Liana like, oh, boy, instead of his go. wife, yeah, yeah, and there's a hush uh-huh. over the audience, and then I just go, <laughs> "You're the asshole that's laughing." Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get beheaded. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's it's a problem. That's our, that's Rhaegar's faux pas. Shortly after the tournament and the big faux pas, Rhaegar absconds with Liana to parts unknown. On the outside, it looks like a kidnapping. What do you think, Mikkel? They disappear. Yeah. You're Dornish. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. Well, what I, was her, I saw them. What was her reaction when she got the crown? Was she all like, <laughs> she blushes? <laughs> oh, then yeah. But stone like, faced. How do you stone face blush? You, ju- you just like stare, thousand yard stare straight ahead. And then and your, your cheeks, like, and your go, cheeks red? go flush. Yeah. Got it. Um, oh, man, that's tough. Am, are my seats good? Can I see the blush? Yeah. You're, I mean, you're probably. Um, I'm not front row center. No. You say you're low on the totem pole? Yeah, pretty no, you're low. bleacher seats. Oh, yeah. Then I can't tell. Then it looks like a kidnapping to me. Okay. I can't tell she's It's blushing. not like immediately after that. <laughs> it's, it's soon after that. Okay. So you don't get to see the kidnapping. You you just see the, the crown being handed off. All I see is... The rumor is... He, he gives her a crown. She's doing a thousand-yard stare. And then sometime later, I hear that they've absconded. So, yeah, it seems like a kidnapping to me. Okay. There's a few people who are pissed about this. Mm-hmm. But the first person to do something about it is Liana's older brother, Brandon Stark. Mm. He's like, bro, this fucking douchebag just absconded with my sister. Let's ride out, bro. Mm-hmm. We're going to slay his ass. Mm. Let's go, bro. Yeah. Are you down? No, I'm Dornish. I'm probably back in Dorn. Whatever, man. This is why we we never hang out. I always come to you. Dude, it's so far. Yeah, but I, I always come down there to hang out, and you're like never willing to come up here. I was going to meet you halfway. Well, whenever I come up there, man, it's just like drama and insanity with you guys. The drama is, fuck you, man. We're going to King's Landing. We're going to slay the prince, man. Let's go. We'll no, meet you I there. Don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Okay. I got I got a, I got a, a, a box of mead and a, a hilltop and a sunset. All right. That's it's what so, I'm doing. It's so low class. You're drinking meat out of a box. Yeah. Uh, so Brandon and his posse of bros head to King, King's Landing. And Brandon gets to King's Landing all riled up, but Rhaegar isn't there. So he just starts shouting at Ares, the psycho. And Ares, like a psycho, puts Brandon and his posse under arrest and summons their dads to come pick him up. 
when their dads show up and Ares orders them to be executed. The dads or everybody? Everybody. Jesus. Okay. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Brandon's dad, oh, this is also Liana's dad, Yeah. Rickard Stark, Rickard. Mm-hmm. demands a trial by combat. This would normally mean that Rickard gets to fight one-on-one with his accuser to determine his guilt or innocence. But mm-hmm. like hiring a lawyer, either side can name a champion to fight for them. Which I didn't, I didn't like that when when we watched it originally in the series between uh, the mount. I know we're not talking about the series, but but uh, the mountain and the viper, right? That was basically stand-ins. Yes. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, I think I, that's I a cop out. I think you should be able if you challenge someone to a trial by combat, then you should be the one to do the combat. Yeah. Who is who is king? Was Tommen still king, or was it Cersei? Uh, at, at that point. No, at that point it was Joffrey. No. Right. Is, isn't that the, the trial by combat was about uh, Tyrion poisoning Joffrey? Yeah, you're right. I don't remember the it must series. Have been, it must well. have been Tommen, right? Yeah, it must have been. So I'd rather see Tyrion and Tommen fight. Also, I, I think Tyrion would say that he could take Tommen. I think Tyrion could take Tommen. So, I, I mean, that's the way that I would go. It's like, yeah. fight me one-on-one. Well, it's like if Aaron Burr hired a sharpshooter to take out Hamilton. Like, that doesn't... That's not fair. Uh, We're mixing all kinds of all kinds of threads here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so in this world, <laughs> uh, we got we got uh, Ares who says he wants to have a champion fight for him. And he names a champion. Who do you think he names? The Mountain. The Mountain. Well, actually, the Mountain is around during this time. Oh, but he's, wait. Over, he's over in uh, the Westerlands. Am I taking a, a serious guess at this? Yeah. The Hound. The Hound. Th- those are the Cleganes. They're over. Yeah. In, they're over in the Westerlands. They're then I got no idea. On the west side. Come on, Dennis. Ares. Ares, no, Ares. Dennis is dead. Well, <laughs> Ares names a champion. Who do you think? Who's who? Who? What do, what do you think he puts all of his faith in to win a fight? You're Ares. A dragon? It's close. You're getting closer. There's no dragons, though. Right. So you're just gonna have someone chuck an egg at the other guy? Oh, uh, you're really close. I mean, I, and now I was I was gonna <laughs> I was expecting you to get nowhere near it, but now I'm gonna actually see if I can get you to guess. Okay. Um. <laughs> There's okay. no, there's no dragons, right. but there's it's a no, close guess. It's a close guess. Uh, dragons are extinct. Yes. So something to do with fire. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, the the red lady. No. Um. <laughs> further. Further. Damn. Um. Fire was close. Um. Uh, just one of the barrels of of wildfire. From I'm gonna yes. The basement. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He hasn't fight wildfire. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? You can do that. Ares can. He's king. You can't do that. You're not Ares anymore. Now, now you're Rickard Stark. You, you, you can name a champion, but my champion is well. Wildfire. My champion's water. Then it's fair. Sub zero. All right. So this is a psycho move. Mm-hmm. Even more psycho and cruel than that. Ares brings Brandon mm-hmm. out of jail to watch his dad try and fight Napalm. And he hooks Brandon up to a saw-style contraption around his neck. It's pretty much just a leash that chokes him to death while he tries to grab a sword just out of his reach to save himself and his father. Psycho. Yeah. I just, I can't believe there's no rules. Like, if you name someone, if we're going to go ahead and have the stupid rule where you could just have somebody fight for you, mm-hmm. make it so that it's got to be a person. No, this is, this is the you beginning of... You this can't is the beginning fight of, an element. <laughs> this is the beginning of rock, paper, scissor. Okay. Well, I pick wind. <laughs> wind is going to you fight can't, for You me. can't pick wind. I pick dynamite. Well, okay. Well, then I pick concrete, a bunker, a bomb-proof <laughs> a bunker. bunker. I pick a bunker. 
Uh, so when in your mind, when when we open it up to anything, you pick wind and a bunker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something something that has Keep like guessing, like no <laughs> ability to like like cut or demolish. Uh, <laughs> wind. Yeah. You might as well be breathing on somebody, and or something no, stationary. Dude, like a bad wind, like a tornado wind. Do you know what I mean? Let's say tornado then. Well, I don't want it to be a tornado. I just want it to be like a directional wind. I don't want it to be rotating. I just it's want too it. late. You already got burned up by wildfire. Damn it. All right. So now, uh, so we have Ricard uh, and Brandon that are just cruelly Mur- murdered yeah. in this sick way just for trying to figure out what happened to their sister slash daughter. And we reach the real beginning of the rebellion. Before we crack into the events of the rebellion, let's just give a profile to some of the main players. We have the Mad King Ares, who we can see getting under people's skin. He's alienated his closest friends and family. There's Prince Rhaegar, very promising, with plenty of eyes on him, probably under a lot of pressure to live up to the realm's expectations of him. And with the Mad King as a dad, and no such thing as therapy in the world. Yeah. He's also got his wife and two kids. Yeah. There's Lyanna Stark the only daughter of Rickard Stark, the dad who just died. Apparently, she's the apple of Rhaegar's eye. Lyanna has a fiancé, though, a guy named Robert Baratheon. And before we get to him, let's talk about another one of Lyanna's brothers, Ned Stark, mm-hmm. or Eddard Stark, Yeah, if you want to mind your manners. Yeah, I do. Don't get too familiar with Eddard low, Stark until you get to know him. just Dornish man. Yeah, you, I heard you chuckling at that uh, tournament. Little chuckles. With dad, Rickard, and the eldest son, Brandon, just being brutally murdered by the Mad King, Ned Stark is now the eldest Stark. This makes him Lord Paramount in the North. They also have a younger brother, Benjin. We know Benjin, mm-hmm. right? Uh, mm-hmm. But he's not a major player in these events, so we're not going to talk about him. Stop bringing it up, Mike. Okay, sorry. A dude who is a major player is Ned's best friend, Robert. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, uh, Robert Baratheon is Lyanna's fiance. He's the eldest member of his entire family, uh, both of his parents having died in a boating accident. Yeah. They died. Yeah. You think it's funny? Yeah. They died in a boating accident. Yeah. Recreational boating accident. Well, I mean, I guess it could have been for business. It was for business. Do you know what it was for? No. You going to tell me? Uh, yeah, let me. <laughs> Good segue. Thank you for the setup. Um, yeah, they uh, they were sent on a mission to go find Rhaegar, mm-hmm. a worthy wife, back okay. in the day. Got it. This might I'm, I'm actually that might not be true. Yeah, they I went don't. to go find somebody in the in the Targaryen family, a worthy wife. Mm-hmm. I think it was Rhaegar that they were uh, wingmanning for. Got it. Um, and then on on the boat ride back, he's already married. No, this, oh, is, this is I before. think it was when he was like a kid. Got okay. Rhaegar was a kid. Yeah, because Robert and Ned were also kids when this happened too. Yeah. Um, so on their on their way back, they're they're pulling into Storm's End, mm-hmm. returning from this journey mm-hmm. and um into what what is called Shipbreakers Bay. Stay away. Yeah, don't take a ship in there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah, they they just uh they get demolished coming into shore. Ah, that seems entirely avoidable and like just a convenient way to get the parents out of the picture. True. Yeah. Well, every I mean Robert Baratheon is pretty much like a vigilante here, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's going to become a rebel. And you got to have a good or- origin story. Sure. Usually involves losing the parents young at a young age. Yeah. 
I a quick question for mm-hmm. you. Uh, do we know who Rhaegar's kids are at this point? Uh, on the, on the current time, or or like yes, at this time where he has taken off with Lyanna. Yeah. I mean, do I know who Rhaegar's kids are? Yeah. They're well. They're they both died. They're oh. gonna, they're gonna die. Oh, okay. This is a sh- very short term spoiler, but <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got a young daughter and an even younger uh, son. Okay, um, baby son. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh boy, I can't remember the daughter's name, but the baby's name is Aegon, which I'm going to talk about in a second. Okay. But okay, so uh, Robert Baratheon, he is Lord Paramount of the Stormlands. In the aftermath of the rebellion, Robert will become king. He has a pretty strong claim to the throne because his grandmother was a Targaryen. Okay. And fun fact, the Mad King is the nephew of Robert's grandma. How are you? I'm, I'm not even going to try to nephew, connect those in my head. Ares is the nephew. So Ares' dad was Robert's grandma's, grandma's sister. Wait, brother. Brother. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. Robert lost his parents at a young age, but he was lucky enough to have an awesome foster dad, another major player in the rebellion, John Aaron. Hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 John Aaron is Lord Paramount of the Mountains and the Vale and Warden of the East. After the rebellion is won and Robert is king, John Aaron will serve as Robert's hand of the king. The events of Game of Thrones begin with the death of John Aaron. Robert and Ned Stark are pretty broken up about it because John raised both Robert and Ned as foster sons. Mm-hmm. Unlike Robert, who was fostered out of necessity, Ned was sent to live with John Aaron just as a sort of gift. Oh, sure. In order to bond the families of the North and the Vale. Mm-hmm. Common practice for housewarming. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard you guys got a new place. Um, you want, well, here's my, a kid. Yeah, this is my third born son. There you go. You can have him. Yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, it could be a family with like too many sons, not enough daughters. You know, easier to hand out a ward than it is to, as opposed to like a marriage offer. Yeah. I, there's probably not a paper trail back then either. So you could just do it. Yeah, who, who's keeping track of this stuff? Who's, whose kid is this? This kid's blonde. <laughs> whose kid is this ward? Yeah. Anyway, John Aaron raised Robert and Ned, which makes him a father figure to both of them. And it also makes Ned and Robert as close as brothers. So when Rhaegar took off with Lyanna, and while Brandon and Rickard Stark are getting executed in the capital, Robert and Ned were hanging out in the Vale, visiting John Aaron. John gets a weird letter in the mail from the king that says, hey, some shit's going down, things got a little out of control, and I killed some people, and I got to cover my tracks. Can you do me a favor? If you see Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark, chop off their heads and mail them to me just to confirm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, I imagine him opening that letter and reading it out loud while Ned and Robert are just <laughs> right there. <laughs> totally, yeah. I, I, I don't see it going on any other way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is awkward, you guys. Uh, yeah, I sh- You know what? I could do that, but if you guys are down, we could also just start a rebellion to dethrone this asshole yeah are you in yeah i'm in you sure because i could well be, yeah I the other option you. no yeah the other option it seems worse i mean it's gonna be a long haul the the, the rebellion's gonna be if we if we start this we gotta 
see it through to the finish line, okay? Yeah. You sure you don't want me to just chop off your head and send it over to Ares? Yeah. I mean, you either chop my head off now or the finish line could be that I have my head chopped off during the rebellion. Either way. Yeah. I could chop off somebody else's head. Yeah, go for it. I know this guy, Barry, who's just like in a spiraling depression. He'd probably be like all for it. Yeah. No, take, yeah, do, do. Uh, You'd have to change your name, though. You'd have to become Barry. Barry Stark? <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like that name. Okay. Wh who do you want to be? Can I just be me and you just, can you just chop the head? Chop Barry's head off. Put it in the box. Put a letter that says, this is Ned's head. Don't say Ned. Say Eddard. Show me some respect when I'm dead. I, yeah, I, you got Maybe it. he'll fall so for you, it. Okay, yeah, so you're in. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to chop off your head then. No, not my head. Oh. Barry. Oh, okay. Chop off Barry's head. Put his head in the box. Maybe maybe, maybe he won't know. Maybe Ares won't know. This is getting too in the weeds. You want to just start a rebellion? Yeah, let's just yeah, go let's over there. A rebellion. <sighs> okay. So that's John Aaron. And uh, they decide to rebel. Of course they do. So it's that time again to take roll call of all nine of the seven kingdoms. The North, led by House Stark and our boy Ned. The Stormlands, led by House Baratheon and our boy's boy Robert. Mm -hmm. With brother Stannis Baratheon oh, yeah. holding down home base in Storm's End over there eating rats under siege yeah. at some point. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> remember talking about that? No. When I was researching this, I there's there I, I got to go back and find it in the in the series because I there's like these references to some of this history in the series, um, uh, the the HBO series, and I can just picture Stannis talking about eating rats, the fact that he's eaten a rat before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that comes from this history where where so he he holds down the fort in, in Storm's End and then eventually uh, I, I don't know I think it's the um, it's like the Tyrells or something that come and siege the castle. Mm -hmm. So he's got to like stay there for a year or two. He's just eating rats. Yeah. <laughs> eating rats. Yeah. Um, the Vale of Aaron, led by House Aaron and John Aaron, the father figure. The Riverlands, led by House Tully with Lord Hoster Tully. And I don't think the Tullys were up in arms right out the gate, but they joined the rebel forces soon enough. The Starks and the, Tully, and the Tullys had already laid down the groundwork for an alliance with a marriage engagement. Mm -hmm. This was between Hoster Tully's eldest daughter, Catelyn Tully, and Brandon Stark. Mm. Oh, okay. But mm. with Brandon Stark dead, yeah. the buck gets passed to Ned, who mm -hmm. marries Catelyn. And to double down on the rebel alliance, Catelyn's younger sister, Lysa Tully, marries John Aaron. Who's, yeah, and he's like twice her senior or something. He's like a he's like a generation or two older. Oh, than I'm her. not. I'm not. That is not of concern well, to are me. Are they gonna wait? Or like, uh, what do you mean? It's not concern to me. No, no. The age <laughs> the age difference is the least weird thing that happens when people are marrying each other in this world. That's true. I mean, they're they're yeah. It's just like okay, and and I feel like a lot of time these people are meeting each other once and then being married. Like well, you yeah, think that's about how arranged marriage works. Is is this isn't quite the same as arranged marriage though? Did, did, the, some sometimes it is where the, there's like a, a deal brokered, um, but other times they've like met each other and they're like growing up and they see kids getting along and they're like, you know, you, you at least like meet each other growing up when you have families that are neighbors or close to e, uh, each other in the realm, and then you're like, you know, 
Jamie and so-and-so are getting along. Why don't they marry each other? Yeah. Or it's, you know. To me, it seems like it's just a custom of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. If like you, if your whole family, like your parents, your grandparents, everybody that you know just met once and got married and you're like, that's what I'm supposed to do. If I meet someone and it sparks, then I marry him once. If it doesn't spark once at the first time, then I, I'm out. So love at first sight or bust. Correct. Okay. Um, so the crown lands, the, the, the north, the storm lands, the Vale, and the river lands are basically the rebel forces. Uh, the crown lands, sort of a split leadership between King Ares and Prince Rhaegar, who are getting along uh, not so well. Yeah. And they're not really able to coordinate either because Rhaegar is AWOL. Uh, the Reach, led by... Oh, yeah, he's not even there. Right. Do you know where he is? With uh, Liana. Yeah, but yeah. do you know where? No. A, you should know. A bush? You should know, Mickle. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's in Dorne? Somewhere in Dorne, yeah. hey <laughs> Cool. We're all hanging out drinking boxed mead. <laughs> no, they're not coming over to drink boxed mead. It's a prince. <laughs> they heard you chuckle. They're, they're, they're like, that guy... <laughs> Let's go see what that guy's all about. <laughs> so uh, you have the Reach led by House Tyrell and Lord Mace Tyrell with assistance from Lord Randall Tarley commanding the armies. Mm. The Tyrells are lapdog loyalists of the Targaryens ever since Aegon the Conqueror turned them from stewards to Lords Paramount. Mm-hmm. If you remember that from the last yeah, episode. Yeah, they got promoted. Yeah, just for just for like being in the house uh, or in the castle by the time Aegon showed up. Uh, Dorne, your crew, yeah, led by House Martell and Doran Martell. And Doran Martell is the older brother of Elia Martell and also Viper Oberyn Martell. Mm-hmm. They had a reason to be insulted by Rhaegar running off with another woman while married to Elia but the marriage ties them to the Targaryens. And at the moment, Ares is basically holding Elia at the Red Keep as collateral to make sure that Dorne stays loyal. Plus, their Uncle Lewin was a knight of the Kingsguard. How about that? Yeah. Man, there's a lot of cross-pollination going on here. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a smaller population. Yeah, no TV. And no TV. What else are they going to do? Yeah. The Iron Islands... And the Ironborn. Oh, these guys. Yeah. Still led by House Greyjoy. And they sit this one out like vultures and eventually make some late hits once the winning side is clear. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm, Of course. The Westerlands. House Lannister also sits out the majority of the rebellion, again, until it's clear that the rebels are going to win. And then Tywin Lannister takes his forces to capture King's Landing. Yeah. Well, he's pissed. Because he was like, hey, you were my best friend, and now you're just besmirching my name all up and down the, these corridors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to be said about this character development. We know I a lot about it. wouldn't be sad for Tywin. He's well, at least kind can, of a dick. At least you can name him. He's got a first name and a last name. Yeah. He's a specific character of a group of people that we can point to and say, this is what's happening with this guy. <laughs> I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> All right, so it's it's 281 AC, and it's the end of the beginning of the end, or the beginning of the end of the beginning. I don't know what it is. There, there's a handful of battles as the rebels make their way around Westeros, rallying up their forces and gaining enough numbers to attack King's Landing. 
The Rebels have great leadership, and Robert is a top-notch warrior. Mm -hmm. So he's been winning the bulk of the battles. Yeah. Eventually, Robert squares off against Rhaegar at the Battle of the Trident, as if we hadn't heard it referenced enough in the series. Would you believe that I have... like it does not ring any bell to me. <laughs> really? That's, yeah. They like won't stop talking about it. But like whenever I, Robert and Ned are hanging out, it's just like all they talk about. I know that I like the series and I know that I've seen all of it, but like it's very, very hard for me to keep track of everything. Okay. Well, so uh, I'll paint you a picture. So uh, eventually Rhaegar um, comes back out of hiding. He comes back to King's Landing mm-hmm. and then he finds out that the um, the rebels are, are scooping up people to uh, make an attack on King's Landing. Mm-hmm. So just to like the northwest mm-hmm. or a little ways northwest of uh, King's Landing is uh, the Trident. It's where these um, rivers meet up, a uh, trio of rivers. Okay. Um, and so Rhaegar rolls out with a bunch of Dornish army um, and then to, to cut off the advance of Robert and Ned and crew. Yeah. So they meet at, the, at this uh, river conjunction and that's the Battle of the Trident. Mm. Robert kills Rhaegar in a one-on-one combat with a big old hammer to the chest. Does that ring a bell? No. No. <laughs> Robert wearing like a like a horned um, helmet and pulling out his big old hammer and then crushing Rhaegar's chest with a defeating blow. No. <laughs> no. Nothing. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I'm I'm glad this is all new. So this basically ends the war because the loyalists are like damn this means we are stuck with mad king Ares even if we win Rhaegar is 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 down and out so like yeah well, what are we fighting for here this is when tywin lannister decides to get involved mm-hmm. he rides out with a bunch of westerlanders to king's landing and he knocks on the door like hey Ares, let me in because we're best friends remember i'm here i'm here to help you i promise Ares believes Tywin like a desperate idiot, and he opens the doors. Yeah. The Lannisters storm the city and start butchering everybody, along with House Clegane. This is our guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Gregor and... Sandor. And Sandor the Hound. Yeah. And these guys are having way too much fun in the bloodshed. Meanwhile, the Mad King is in the throne room throwing a tantrum. Sure. Ares... This isn't... (laughs) fair why is this happening i'm such a nice guy i just wanted to make sure everybody was you know marrying everybody well you shouldn't have burned all those people well i just i lost control well you you, really because you didn't do any of it directly you you commanded people that's pretty much like the definition of control yeah but i got like a lot of power so like when i suggest things to people they just go out and do it and then by the time i find them it's already been done okay well do you do you understand how setting people on fire and their family members might get upset about that. Yeah, I get it now, but what am I supposed to do about it? Well, maybe if you go out there and apologize, they'll... I can't go out there. He's going to hit me in the chest with a hammer. Oh, just because that happened to Rhaegar doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly why it's going to happen to me. Oh, well, are, I mean, are you sorry? Are you at least sorry that you burned all those people? Are you, would you stop if, if they gave you a chance? Honestly, no. <laughs> okay, well, then we're going to let him take over the castle. Oh, so he's in he's in the throne room throwing a tantrum. Uh, he's hollering at the he, he's hollering at the head of the wildfire committee to burn the city down. <laughs> and Jamie Lannister overhears this. You remember Jamie? Yeah, El- he's in the knights uh, the knights guard or the king's guard. King's guard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the eldest son of Tywin Lannister. Ares, as a dig to Tywin, signs him up for the king's guard. 
And, uh, you know, Tywin really was hoping that Jamie would carry on the family name. That guy. So now, now at this point, Jamie is currently expected to defend this psycho king from his own father. And the Mad King is barking at the pyromancer guy, who I think at this point, he named a pyromancer the the his hand of the king. <laughs> yeah, he's losing. He's losing uh, all touch with with what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who wants it? Who wants it? You there? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Who's who? Who has most fire? Uh, big, like, uh, you ever watch Survivor? No. Uh, what they sometimes when you know how they vote each other out? Yeah. So if two people, if it's like a dead tie, yeah, uh, between voting two people out, then they have them have the two people go head to head, and they give them like a, a some kindling and flint. Yeah. Or no, no, they don't even give them flint to begin with. They just give them like kindling. Um, and some sticks, and they're like, first person to make fire <laughs> gets to stay. That's amazing. I should start watching Survivor. Yeah, that's great, man. Who's uh, got the hairiest chats? <laughs> that, are we back to are you Aries now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes on Survivor, when they when they have a tie, the tiebreaker is whose chest is hairier. <laughs> You've all been out here unable to uh, shave or bathe, um, so equal chances that you have hair on your chest. <laughs> Shit. Who's got the most toe jam? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aries, we can't pick our your hand of the king this way. You, you want somebody who is going to be a competent um, advisor and a reliable, uh, so, someone that you can send on errands reliably. Well, what about that guy in the corner averting his gaze? He seems fine. That, that's that's Bobby. He's six years old. Okay, but pick him. I, no, we can't pick him. He's six. Okay. He, he would need a region. Who you want? Who do you want his representative adult to be? Well. What about his? What about his dad? You burned his dad alive. That's why he's averting his gaze over the corner. Consequences. <laughs> yeah, I know it's hard. So, uh, yeah, Mad King is barking at the pyromancer guy to burn the city down, and he's also trying to command Jamie to go kill his dad. Uh, and Jamie is like, "I know what I'll do," and he kills the pyromancer and he cuts the throat of the Mad King. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After sacking King's Landing. <laughs> which was already brutal enough. The Lannisters have Rhaegar's wife, Elia Martell, and their two young children killed grotesquely, executed by Sir Gregor Clegane. And by the time Ned shows up to King's Landing, Jamie is sitting in the Iron Throne, which is a more subtle kind of shady. Yeah. Wait, why? Why is it shady? Why is it subtle? Oh, I'm just saying compared to the brutal murdering of uh, women and children by Gregor. Oh, okay. That's like, that, that leaves yeah, a bad taste in subtle. everyone's mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like sitting sitting is yeah in a conspicuous yeah, yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ow, it hurts. It's so sharp. Well, we told you. You need to get it upholstered. My voice for uh, Ares and uh, I can only think of the actor's name now. Nikolai. Who, that's the actor's name? Yeah, what Who's, is... The, um, yeah. uh, on the show, yeah, the the guy with the, the, he was in the the Kingsguard. There's what, somebody named Nikolai on the show. Yeah, Nikolai Co- Coster Waldo. He's the <laughs> friggin' you know you know that actor's name. Yes, but you don't remember the Battle I'm, of the Trident being mentioned. I'm also <laughs> blanking out on the character's name right now. Uh, yeah, this this is cracking me up. He's in the Kingsguard. He's sitting in the throne currently as Jamie Lance. Jamie. <laughs> There were people just screaming. <laughs> if anyone's listening to this, they're screaming the name Jamie How in the can, void. We got you got me with a freaking 
spreadsheet timeline uh-huh. of uh, heavily researched materials. Yeah. And you being able to pull the actor's name out of your ass. <laughs> Neither one of us can name the character you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway. So your voice for Aries and Jamie are, sa- are, the, are similar is what you're saying. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Can you do Aries? No, stop. Can you do Jamie? Oh, the chair's so sharp. They do. Say, one more time. <laughs> Jamie now. Oh, sharp. Aries? Stop. Yeah, I, I th- they're the same. Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be the chair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so w- with the war won and Robert still recovering from injury in his fight with Rhaegar, mm-hmm. Ned rides out to relieve Stannis at Storm's End and uh, tell him he can stop eating rats. <laughs> Somehow, Ned is able to track down Lyanna's whereabouts at a place in the middle of nowhere, Dorne, uh-huh. that Rhaegar had named the Tower of Joy. Okay. Ned shows up with a small crew and wins a brawl against a smaller crew of Kingsguard who are guarding the tower. Ned finds his sister in the tower along with a baby in just enough time for Ned to hear Liana's dying wish. Yeah. Do you remember what this is? <laughs> I remember. Yes, okay. I do remember this because I, I just got goosebumps when you when you said the the baby. Okay. Yeah. So so she asks him uh, to raise the child. Yeah. Keep him safe. Mm-hmm. His name is Aegon Targaryen. Oh. No, we don't remember this. No. Okay. Wait, the baby's name is Aegon Targaryen? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because I thought it was Jon Stark. Jon Snow? Yes. Snow's a bastard. Oh. He's a bastard that Ned brought home from the war. Okay. I'm lost. I'm completely lost now. Never mind. Goosebumps rescinded. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Liana, Liana uh, it, it gave birth to this kid. Mm-hmm. and um, That's not Jon Snow. This kid is Aegon Targaryen. Got it. Okay. <laughs> See, this is why this is why it gets complicated <laughs> naming everybody the same thing. Well, oh, well, that's because they're the same person. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so Liana, <laughs> but, but that's it's a reveal. <laughs> yeah. This is a it's a wasted big a wasted reveal on me apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought it was Jon Snow. So, so uh, uh, yeah, Liana well, called John Stark. <laughs> uh, Kit Harrington. <laughs> I thought it was Kit Harrington. Um, but yeah, so so Liana hands off this kid. This isn't something that we find out initially. We don't we don't we don't know what Liana's dying wish is, but we right. assume it has something to do with raising the baby because that's what Ned does. Yeah. More recently, we found out that she says, "This is Aegon Targaryen. Keep him safe. Uh, pr- promise me you'll take care of him." Yeah. And that no one will know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um. Ne- so Ned head heads back to Winterfell with his sister's body and has to break the news to Robert about her death. Yeah. And Ned tells everybody that this random baby is his own bastard, Jon Snow. That I picked up along the way to delivering this news. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, would you find, well... Oh, no, Liana's... Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And what's the... You got a baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd, just, where'd you where'd you get it? Oh, I, I just uh, I, I took a short detour on the way to deliver this news and... You said stop by a small. It's your village. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you were gonna go relieve Stannis and then go find Lyanna. I did. What were you doing sleeping around? I no, I didn't. This was I didn't just make this baby. It takes nine months. You know that, right? It takes what? It takes nine months. A baby? Yeah. 
Since when? Since I mean, assuming someone doesn't just give you one, it takes nine months. Yeah, I'm a eunuch. All right, I'm I'm Varus. Okay, then we're not. <laughs> why am I talking to you? Bring Robert out here. Okay. So yeah, he tells everybody that it's his own bastard. Uh, Robert becomes king in 283 A.C. Mm-hmm. He appoints John Aaron as his hand of the king and starts tying off loose ends. First on the docket is Dragonstone Island, where there are still some Targaryen loyalists and, more importantly, the rest of the Mad King's family. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's Ares' wife, sister, Rayella, mm-hmm. their second son, Viserys, mm-hmm. That's Rhaegar's younger brother, mm-hmm. and the newborn Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen. I got that right. Nice work. Wow. I said I said it was going to happen earlier. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Robert sends his brother Stannis to go handle things over there on Dragonstone Island. But as uh, by the time that Stannis gets there, the two children have been already smuggled off to Essos, mm. and Rhaella is revealed to have died giving birth to Daenerys. Oh, wow. Okay. Robert's pissed. Well, yeah. But he moves on with his life. Well, yeah, because the only reason he's pissed is because he has nobody to exact revenge on. Right. Well, I mean, he already exacted revenge. He, he, yeah, 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 but like more. Do you remember? So there's this thing called the Battle of the Trident. What's that again? He, so he squares off with Rhaegar, hits him in the chest with a hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. ring a bell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the revenge. Yeah, I know, but like none of these people stop at just like the one thing. Then, you know, you got to burn a family, then you got to burn some cousins, then you got to burn like babysitters and true, 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 wet true, nurses true. and whatever. Yeah. You, oh, you go so far as the wet nurses. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. Ayers did. You are a psycho, Mike. <laughs> I can see that. I, I, I see who your favorite character is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as surprising to you as it is to me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Robert, Robert moves on with his life, and he pronounces Stannis as Lord of Dragonstone and their younger brother, Renly, as Lord of Storm's End. Mm-hmm. He marries Cersei Lannister in 284 AC to firm up alliances within the realm. Mm-hmm. They have three children, with lo- which look nothing like Robert and way more like a perfect mix between Cersei and Jaime. Oh, imagine that. What do you think happened? I think that they found some kids. We <laughs> 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 were like, "This, this is too, this is too fitting. We gotta, we gotta keep them." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's, honestly, there's not much trouble in the kingdom for a while during Robert's reign, yeah. except for a rebellion from the Greyjoys and the Iron Islanders. Oh, what the fuck uh, are they even doing at this point? I know, of course. Those, Just, those, I, I hate them. They're I, never satisfied. They're just like out there doing whatever. And they're like, oh, let's take our noses in it. Yeah. Everybody take the ships to shore. Start. <laughs> I'm assuming they live on ships. Take the ships to shore. Yeah. <laughs> Filch from freaking Harry Potter. They live on islands. They don't live on. I yeah, mean, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. they're out to sea, they live on the ships. Yeah. Take the ships to shore. <laughs> it's, time to, it's time to start some ship. Yeah, we. Can I tell you something? I didn't honestly mean to make a pun out of that. I, oh. I had every intention of saying shit with a T. Yeah. But my my lips closed sooner than my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. Hey, okay, let's go to shore. Um, watch out for a shipbreaker. That's a doozy. 
uh, yeah, we, we're we're on the opposite side. I get it. Well, but we're also, I mean, we're uh, seasoned sailors. We're not going to go to Shipbreaker Bay. Oh. That's where the ships break. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm just going to do a, a real quick tangent of of Robert's parents on this ship. Like, hey, where are we headed? Uh, Shipbreaker Bay. Are you sure? Ah, I've been a captain on these waters for 30 years. <laughs> Meanwhile, Robert and Stannis and Ramley are like super sad. Yeah. Why did they go there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, uh, uh, in in all uh, accuracy, I think the bay might have been named after that event. I could be wrong. <laughs> okay. I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm gonna fact check me on that. Yeah. Come at me. Okay. I won't. Yeah. I want you to. I want you to uh, listen to the list of resources that I gave at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Sift through them. Yeah. See if you can find some info on. You know what's interesting? Uh, you can you can leave this in or cut it out. But but uh, you have told me to fact check fact check you uh, a bunch of times uh, throughout this this pilot season, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm I have no plans to do so. I don't expect you to. I cool. I, uh, I fact check myself mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. And I find out that I'm wrong about all sorts of things. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> For I bet inst- that doesn't feel pretty good. Um, for instance, uh, uh, the wargs mm-hmm. and green seers mm-hmm. and skin changers, mm-hmm. uh, not not quite at all what I described them as being. Oh, do you want to correct that now? Uh, no, because I can't remember. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, all I know for sure is that that wargs... Become birds. Wargs are specifically like uh, people who can um, possess like wolves. Oh, yeah. I guess not just birds. Not, and, not and birds. Just, and birds. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Just wolves and birds. Yeah. But then I think it's green or skin changers that can become any sort of thing or like any, any, anybody that can become an animal or possess an animal Mm -hmm. is a skin changer or change shape. And then if it's specifically a wolf or a bird, that's a warg. And then a green seer, this is where it gets (laughs) kind of hazy for me. Uh, because it's super rare. Yeah. And it's whatever, whatever, uh, brand is, Mm -hmm. is a green seer. So I thought he was a warg. Well, he was a warg, and then he became... Oh, a, he leveled up? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> he got enough XP to yeah, yeah. become a green seer. Um, so they just they have a, a wider range, more powerful. A dreamer. There's green dreams, too. Do you know that, Mike? <laughs> There's dreamers. How long do you want to take this, this tangent off, off, the, off the beaten path here? Actually, we should go back to the path. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so... Uh, where, where did I... <laughs> Where the fuck was I? Oh, I started going off on the uh, the Ironborn. Oh yeah, yeah. So the, oh oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. So here, where we're at here is a is a rebellion from uh, the Iron Islanders, oh, shitheads, and the Greyjoys. Um, the the rest of the realm, the uh, you know, House Baratheon and and House Stark, they've calmed down. Well, they team up again and they snuff. Uh, oh okay, the yeah. Greyjoy rebellion yeah. out. Um. And they do it easily enough. And the Starks take Balon Greyjoy's only male heir, mm-hmm. Theon Greyjoy, mm-hmm. as a hostage ward. Yeah. So, so it's again, it uh, the Starks are going to raise Theon. Yeah. But not as a gift. It's more of like a, it's a hostage situation. Yeah, but they're like the nicest captors ever. True, but if they if the Iron Islanders start to act up again, you know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll kill him. Put him on a boat. 
send send, <laughs> send, send, send them back to Shipbreaker Bay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so other than that, the peace is kept pretty well during Robert's reign, in large part due to the effective leadership of the Hand of the King, John Aaron. Mm. Then John Aaron dies. This is 298 AC. Even though John Aaron was kind of old, it seems a bit suspicious. He had been snooping around ancestry records and giving funny looks to the three Lannister blonde Baratheon kids. And Robert had also been sleeping around and leaving a bunch of bastards throughout King's Landing. (laughs) Lately, John Aaron had been checking in on these kids. Maybe someone wanted to put a stop to John's snooping. Or maybe John Aaron's wife, Liza, poisoned him on Littlefinger's scheming to cause a disruption to the already fragile positions of power in the realm. Mm. Which one do you think? It's probably Littlefinger. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Either way, Robert needs a new hand of the king. So he rides up to Winterfell to personally offer the job to his homeboy, Ned. Meanwhile, somewhere in Essos there are a couple of Targaryen kids still unaccounted for and with a pretty compelling claim to the throne, mm-hmm. especially if Robert doesn't have any proper heirs. Yeah. Seems like there's always a problem with bastards. Yeah, especially the three little golden-haired children that he's like, oh, yeah, those are mine. Mm-hmm. Might be an even bigger problem with incest. No, I don't think so. And in the far north, the biggest problem of all, winter is coming. Oh, is that the end? That's the end. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, man, that was um, that was awesome. It's it's really impressive what you can do when you know what you're building towards. Yeah, I, I would say that George R.R. R. Martin so far mm-hmm. um, might be a, a little bit in the lead in terms of a comprehensive fictional history. Well, that's uh, that's one opinion. I mean, some of this stuff is like pretty, pretty dense. Yeah. I, I mean, I had to, I had to gloss over a lot. There's, there's like details to all of those individual battles, and uh, the key players. You know, some people uh, yeah. fall in the battlefield. Do you think he wrote the series, or do you think he wrote Game of Thrones and then, then went back and backfilled it, or do you think? I mean, he's still writing Game of, or he's still writing a song. Well, the, yeah, the, the last one. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, do you think he wrote the first one, the first book, and then was like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> I gotta go back and I, backfill the deeds. Well, may, maybe if if you're if you're implying that uh, he had an advantage in this, I'm not implying. I'm scenario. saying it. I'm just outright maybe saying he had what, an advantage. If if you feel that way, maybe what you could have slash should have done mm-hmm. is written a book. Yeah, I should have detailing a hero's uh, journey and and a and a story of epic proportion. Yeah, and I then that would have set you up for success when it came comes to writing the history. You know what? I think writing a book first would have probably been the easier path to take. Um, and I really wanted to challenge myself and create a backstory and fill in the gaps of something that doesn't exist. Do you know how hard? Do you know how easy it is to fill a gap that's already there? Do you know how hard it is to fill a gap that you don't even know exists? <laughs> Where are you just throwing shit everywhere? Where is this gap? I gotta yeah. fill it. Yeah. Um, speaking of filling in the gaps, mm. uh, that, yeah, so that, that, that meets up with the beginning of Game of Thrones slash Song of Ice and Fire yeah. events. Um, any, any loose ends or, uh, thoughts you want to throw out there on it? No, I guess I didn't, I didn't, well, I didn't remember a lot. 
Yeah, and I know I uh, was um, shitting on you pretty severely. That's okay. But uh, truth truth be told, I recently rewatched the seventh mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. and I forgot like half the stuff. The, yeah. the, like the first three episodes, I remembered okay, and I remember like the biggest events um, that close out the the seventh season. But I was like, uh, oh my god, like Gendry comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I didn't remember. Yeah, I was like this whole plot with like Littlefinger and Sansa and Arya, or, or the dagger. Um, yeah, the, uh, the Valyrian dagger that uh, Littlefinger gives to Bran. I also didn't, you know, I don't remember that at all. I right, and then Littlefinger I, and Bran talked. Bran comes back to Winterfell. Yeah, um, yeah, he's carted back in there, right? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. gets dropped off. It's uh, dropped off. <laughs> And uh, it's dropped off, gives the cart puller a five star review. And yeah, but, you know, I can't even remember how. Oh, oh, oh because the, the Battle of the Bastards um, uh, between Bolt, the Boltons and um, Jon Snow. Yeah, uh, that was cool. That was cool. That's when Littlefinger brings the Army of the Vale in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so th- so then Littlefinger ends up going back to Winterfell with uh, Sansa. Yeah. And some of the uh, representatives of the Vale. Yeah. To just kind of see what's what's next on the docket <laughs> yeah you know what's interesting to me now that i think about it is uh uh i feel like i what i did was way more impressive than we're giving it credit for for the reason that once the series and the books started diverging the writers of the series really simplified uh the connections and the plot points the, the, in in what way i mean the well i think that when did they when did they split they split like halfway through like the sixth season or something right yeah i think the sixth season was so you're saying you're saying once the TV show mm-hmm. um, was no longer, went, uh, they ran out of already published material yeah. from George R. R. Martin. I mean, it was already simplified to begin with. Simplified? But, yeah. The TV show. Oh, yeah, it has to be. It, yeah, yeah. They have to leave some storylines behind. Oh, yeah. th- and that's actually one thing I want to talk about <laughs> real, on, a, on a quick side note before we come back to it. <laughs> My genius. <laughs> you, you trash talking a simplified uh, version of Game of Thrones. <laughs> in season seven, Aegon Targaryen. I gotta pull up this uh, family tree right now because I, I'm pretty sure I gotta find out what Rhaegar's kids' names were because I thought Rhaegar already had a kid named Aegon. And there's a there's a storyline in the books that I know was dropped by the HBO series. Egg and whoever. Or is that Duncan Egg? Yeah. How do you know about Duncan Egg? <laughs> because, uh, dude, I I don't know. I think I read it once, and I think that they were talking about making a prequel series that just detailed their adventures, like kind of like a buddy. Yeah. Like a buddy romp. Yeah. I, I honestly, even even in my research, like I know that it's like uh, maybe a, a series of like novellas or um, graphic novels or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, but I don't really even know much about it. I think uh, yeah, Egg should be the Aegon the fifth, um, and then dunk his like hand or something that's so funny that you know dude duncan egg i don't my brain is <laughs> like the, uh, this like deep fandom obscure yeah. side uh i will story. say though while you're, while you're trying to pull up that uh the family tree which i assume is just like a black dot of connections you're right um i did completely forget that daenerys and uh viserys were in essos completely forgotten oh i mean they, most of the series. They yeah, were yeah, yeah. There. No, I know. 
Because that's where she meets uh, uh, the Dothraki, right? They're in Essos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing. I wish I had taken more advantage of the fact that um, you remembered the series uh, uh, so, so so little. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you know, I, I watched it uh, once and then um, Julia and I rewatched it together. Um, so I got to, I got to see it twice. And then, like I said, I just went back, back and watched the seventh season. And then obviously going through all this timeline stuff, it's like very detailed to me, but I guess I kind of lost uh, perspective of like, if, if you are somebody who's like a fan, but just watched it once, yeah. like how much do you really retain in such a dense storyline? I'm probably not a good example for that though, because sometimes during the last season they mentioned, uh, um, and I'm blanking on his name right now, the Rob. They mentioned yeah. Rob, and I was like, "Who <laughs> the fuck is Rob?" And then, uh, and then I realized who he was, and I was like, "Oh yeah, completely forgot about that." Yeah, I mean, there's even there, there's plenty of stuff that gets uh, lost in the cracks. Um, yeah. I mean, that's or, a pretty big or, one. But, but I mean, <laughs> the fact that's a big one, yeah, like a main character in the in the uh, instigating, um, you know, Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> but then also forgetting that Daenerys was over in Essos for the bulk of the series. Yeah. That cracks me up. Okay, so uh, so this this is <clears throat> real quick. So yeah, so you got Rhaegar mm-hmm. and Lyanna, mm-hmm. um, who had Jon Snow slash Aegon Targaryen. Um, Rhaegar's two kids with uh, Elia Martell were Rhaenys, the 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 older daughter, who's still I think only like like uh, six or seven years old or something like that. Um, and then Aegon, is she dead? They yeah yeah. She died. Wait, Gregor Clegane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Killed. Yeah, okay. So, right, 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 right. Um, uh, so Elia Martell uh, and Rhaegar have Rhaenys is their daughter and Aegon is their son. Mm-hmm. So what, like, what, and at the time when, how, do, why does Lyanna Stark name Jon Snow Aegon if there was already a baby named Aegon from Wait, so what is Jon Snow? <laughs> uh, are you joking? No. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was because well, I thought it was, and then I, you convinced I, me that it wasn't. I know. You, I was messing with you, but then, oh. but then I, but then I flat out said they're the same person. Oh, okay. I missed that. <laughs> Got it. Uh, see, this is this is. Well, I, dude, I wish I wish I had I, I had uh, known. Um, I would have I would have messed around with you more. I think that I think that. That would have been confusing for me, for you, and for everyone listening to this. That's true because it, people listening, if they haven't done their own digging into the yeah. fandom, um, are probably I will mo- also mo- say closer, that, closer to being in your boat than in mine. Uh, naming someone Aegon the Fifth and then naming someone else Aegon the Sixth is really you're five and six, right? There's four others. Like keep throwing the name out there. Who cares at this point? Just Shots name everybody. Goal, a- yeah. Aegon. The, one of them is going to be king. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is uh, the 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 Aegon baby that uh, Gregor kills um, after King's Landing gets sacked. Um, there's a storyline in the books where Varys Varys um, like does a baby swap and then smuggles Aegon the baby out to Essos with somewhere else maybe uh, other than where uh, Viserys and um, Daenerys are hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where that storyline is in the books, if it's been followed up on or if it's if it's kind of like a dead end uh, storyline. Um, but I wonder if they just kind of like merged the two with Jon Snow being secretly the um, 
son of Lyanna and Rhaegar. And then oh, in the since, series, since you the, mean? yeah, since the yeah. series didn't mention the the, the Aegon um, baby thing, uh, that they're like, well, Aegon can be Jon Snow's name. Yeah. Also, I just think it's funny in general that they have names like Aegon, Rhaegar, Viserys, Jon. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, just a little interesting um, tidbit or whatever. Fact check me on it, will you? Oh, yeah, I will. Um, okay, anything else uh, to close on here? No, man, this is great. I've had a lot of fun uh, uh, going through this with you, and I'm still alive in Dorne. Yeah, um, and honestly, that's not a bad place to be. No. It's got a lot of cool um, mythology out there, too. Yeah. Uh, most importantly, if, if, before we move on with our lives or even have the option, we got to get to your concluding chapter. Oh, yeah, we do. I, and um, I hope that you have a more compelling and um, legit name for your saga than look at this phonograph. <laughs> Do you? No thought put into it. <laughs> I have, I have, a, I have a different name. Uh, I don't know that it's more compelling. Okay, what is it? Oh, I, I, I'll have to read it. I don't remember it right now. Mm, okay, I can't wait. Yeah. So, if you liked George R. R. Martin's uh, four episode journey on our on our timeline here, you'll love Mike R. R. Magyar's concluding chapter of his saga so join us on the eighth and final episode as we see what happens with this weird experiment see you there (laughs) bye